0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Atkins,
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are covering David Lynch's comic strip, Angriest Dog in the World.
0: Yes, as our second fan request yes. from Blake.
1: Our month of gratitude.
0: Our month of gratitude. He was looking for it because he heard us mention it because I, I bought it, I guess, while the podcast was going <laughs> and he said he couldn't find it because they only did 500 mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I had something so rare
2: <laughs> so I
0: figured it'd be a great thing to cover and then I was reading it and it's literally so short that I think we can probably <laughs> just pretty much read it out loud to you <laughs> so yes you can uh know what it says and we can explain it as best we can yeah yeah
1: it's very cute I like the little uh if you uh, are listening, you've never seen the illustration of this angriest dog in the world. You should look it up because it's very cute.
0: Yes. It kind of looks like a, a shark, <laughs> shark. pole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to get a little tattoo of it because it's so cute. And I feel like it's, I don't know. It just spoke to me in that way. But And then all the little cartoon things that make it angry.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> And you might in the background hear Christian's angriest dog in the world, Olive, because she is squicking a toy and barking.
1: (laughs) Yes, she won't stop. Uh, (laughs) And she's very upset because I'm not paying attention to her. So, sorry.
0: (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't lead to the angriest audience in the world. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let me see if I can fully shut my door. Hopefully that'll help. (laughs) Hopefully they won't come and scream.
0: (laughs) So we're going to do this one as best we can it's not gonna go to the normal you know way we set it set it up because mm-hmm. there's just it's a little different yeah i mean the notes are in the book and <laughs> <laughs> i figure i could probably probably just read the entire thing except for i don't want to like infringe on copyright but
1: yeah we don't own the rights anyway. <laughs> to this uh, this booklet
0: <laughs> yeah just we're so how just... do you know trying to share it with you guys so that you know what it is you know you can envision it in your head even if you can't look at it it's
1: what David Lynch would want to share his art
0: (laughs) if you can see one strip then you know what they all look like though because every one of them looks exactly the same it's like a four panel Mm -hmm. strip and I'll explain what is in each of the panels (laughs) when we get (laughs) to it perfect Oh well, I guess we should do first impressions. What was your oh, first yes. impression?
1: I thought it was super cute. Uh, a lot of the jokes were very—I don't—I don't think the right word is punny, but they yeah. were very like, um, like oh brother, like those kind of jokes yeah. where you're like, okay, <laughs> wordplay and silliness. And, um, mm-hmm. But it was very cute and very funny. I laughed out loud many times. Uh, Maya <laughs> can attest to it because I read it in front of her. <laughs> it was very cute. I loved it
0: yeah it's very cute there's maybe like three strips that are jokes and the Mm -hmm. rest are intellectual
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the intellectual ones I kind of just I was I was reading through them but the the funny ones are my favorite
0: (laughs) I was practicing reading it out loud earlier and I was like I don't know what kind of voice these this I assume couple have
2: Right.
0: Uh, (laughs) Or who's talking at any given time. So we'll see. Okay. So the front cover is just like a close-up of the angriest dog in the world going, grr.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's always gurring.
0: Yeah. And then on the inside cover is the factory with smoke coming up that's in the upper left-hand corner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. The first page is a quote from David Lynch from Catching the Big Fish, Meditation, Consciousness, and Creativity, 2006, which we're going to cover that book someday. The angriest dog in the world strip came about when I was working on a racer head. I drew a little dog and it looked angry. And I started looking at it and I wondered why it was angry. And then I did a four block strip with the dog never moving. Three panels were set in the day and one was at night. So there's a passage of time, but the dog never moves. And it struck me that it's the environment that's causing this anger. It's what's going on in the environment. He hears things coming from the house or something happens on the other side of the fence or some kind of weather condition. It finally boiled down to what he hears from inside the house. And that seems like an interesting concept, that it would just be balloons of dialogue from within the house with the dog outside. And what was said in the balloons might conjure a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's that (laughs) and then michael chian paris maybe i should his biography is on the next page should i read his biography first sure he's a composer of musique concrete and he's he's definitely french Um, (laughs)
1: french is not my forte (laughs)
0: filmmaker teacher and prolific writer on film sound and music he was a member of the group de research musicale from 1971 to 76 and a member of the editorial team for the monthly magazine Les Cachiers du Cinema from 1982 to 1987. He's published monographs of the films of Stanley Kubrick, David Lynch, Andre Tarkovsky, and Jacques Tati. Of the numerous books and essays he has authored concerning the interaction between sound and image within the medium of film, audio vision sound on screen is considered a definitive text. <laughs> So he wrote the foreword. In the apparent static and immutable images of this strip, I observe at least two powerful forces in opposition. One is an internal force. It is the feeling of anger that causes the dog to pull on its leash in an attempt to flee both the backyard and to escape the frame at left of the strip itself. The second is an external force, that of a westerly wind that appears to tilt plumes of factory smoke to the right if it is indeed factories and smoke and below one could imagine this wind impacting phylactery that contains the symbols of the dog's inarticulate growl.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever seen the word phylactery before. I'm not exactly sure what <laughs> <Nope>. it means. P H Y L A C T E R Y.
1: Phylactery is a small, I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, this dictionary is saying that it is a small leather box containing hebrew texts on vellum worn by jewish men at morning prayer as a reminder to keep the law i don't think that matches
0: (laughs) i guess it is the bubble (laughs) the the Uh, dog's text bubble okay the arrival of a clear night in the final panel seems to ease the tension within the image even if the dog has not moved We see a crescent moon where there were columns of smoke and a beautiful quarter circle of light. The vanishing lines of perspective, very pronounced, result in oblique left angles. Yet the lines that tilt to the right are those that dominate. From this direction, from the house, come various words, separated from those who have uttered them. Is it because of them that the dog is angry? Maybe, maybe not. All of David Lynch's work is like a question about the cause-effect-action-reaction relationship, since it separates what could be the cause from what could be the effect. One thing is certain, life is there, energy in all its forms, including that of speech. What I have just written could appear in one of the balloons and be mercilessly decontextualized, sounding like nonsense. Mm -hmm. Any fragment of speech torn from the magnificent continuity of human speech Can sound like stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the dog is choking. He's like the baby who can't speak. He has a reason to be angry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Powerlessness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny because it was very like, I mean, it used the word phylactery that we had to look up. So it was kind of like highfalutin language. But then at the end, he's like, you could even call what I just wrote. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The dog would also be mad at this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then we have a page that is a close-up of the dog's eyes and teeth. (laughs) Okay, then we get onto the strips. And they're basically like one strip per page with like a black sheet in between. So Mm -hmm. they really have to add extra pages to make it substantial <laughs> yes which makes me wonder were there more strips for real or did it just come out like once every two months or once every three months or something like that
1: i would think it had to because it uh it ran for nine years so and they're like what maybe 10 comics or so yeah so well, it would have to have unless they only ran once a year <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what we have is, I mean, technically, there are five boxes. The first box is text that says, the dog who is so angry, he cannot move. He cannot eat. He cannot sleep. He can just barely growl. Bound so tightly with tension and anger, he approaches the state of rigor mortis.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and all the comics say that, you know. Yes. They all everyone start is like exactly that. the same. And then we have a house and yard. The house is on the right. And then the yard is on the left and there's a tree at the very left and behind the tree and the fence, there is five smokestacks on a factory. Like the, he was explaining in the uh, forward. Yes. And the final panel is at night. So it's like all of that black, but you can't really see the smokestacks. You can only see the windows. And then there's a like crescent moon and the, the window of the house is lit up and it's kind of leaving a little lightened part of the yard, but the angriest dog in the world is still all the way to the left, pulling out his chains. And he does have <laughs> a bowl of food and water. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs>
0: so just imagine that in your head. And that is what all of the subsequent strips will be. And yes. since there's four squares, I'm going to call it morning, afternoon, evening, and night, just so that we yeah. can all keep it straight. Perfect. Okay, so this one has dialogue in the morning. Bill, suddenly for me, the idea of a straight line has lost its meaning. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going to say it however I say it. You guys are going to have to infer what you think it is.
1: (laughs) This is what's making the dog angry.
0: (laughs) Yes, maybe. Maybe. can't be sure. (laughs) Okay, after this one, the, the next page, this is in the afternoon. Today is today, and tomorrow is not today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, next trip. Oh, this one is on the back page of that one. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> this is in the evening. People are dying living here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I guess that's a joke. People are dying living here. <laughs> right. It's
1: that word play where it's not like, it's not punny, but it's just like, okay.
0: <laughs> it's like, I keep thinking of rabbits and like, how mm-hmm. would they deliver this?
2: <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> it's a comedy, but it's very scary and sad. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then we pass a black page. So I guess we're resetting. Let's see. Did we pass the black page already? Yeah. Those last two were together, but Hmm. other than that, they've all been separated by a black page. Well, there hasn't been that many. Anyway, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Afternoon. There does arise, however, a strange difficulty in life when certain concepts of human behavior are not fully understood.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) I was like thinking, could I say it differently? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you probably
1: could, but... I'm sure you could say it a million
0: different ways. I just don't know. Which way I should say it. Right. Okay, this was on the back. And this is the morning. I don't know why. I, oh, yeah. This is, I can I do a Pete Martel voice? Because this is like, sure. I feel like Pete voice. <laughs> I don't know if I have a Pete Martell. Okay. I don't know why I like fish hooks. <laughs> no, <that's not laughs> that, <don't>
1: like <laughs> that was very a uh, forest gump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> okay. I'll just say. I don't know why I like fish hooks. There's just something about them that catches my eye.
1: That was good, actually. I like that Pete Martell voice. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It is a very Pete Martell thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let me pass the black page. Okay, now this one has two bubbles. Mm. One in the morning and one in the afternoon. Okay, first. Bill, what is your theory of relativity? Life equals shit. Squared. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it says shit with like a little two at the top. little square. Yeah. All right. Back page of that. Oh, this one has three panels mm. with dialogue. Morning, afternoon, and evening. I think the entire world is Swiss made. Why the hell do you say that? Because everybody's cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Okay, black page. Oh, we got another three, three squarer. Pick it up. (laughs) Morning, afternoon, and evening again. If we pick up a stone and let it go, why does it fall to the ground? The usual answer to this question is hey, man, who gives a shit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I can hear that last part being read, like said by David Lynch (laughs) as a character.
0: (laughs) Okay, and then this one only has two squares, morning and afternoon. The psychological origin of the idea of space or of the necessity for it, dot, 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 is far from being so obvious as it may appear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say it all together, even though there's dots. The psychological origin of the idea of space or of the necessity for it is far from being so obvious as it may appear. Nope, didn't make it any more
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> A little, little too heady for me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, black page, two squares, morning and afternoon. In gravitational fields, there are no such thing as rigid bodies with elucidian properties. That's really, really, really damn good to know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, I said that wrong. Not elucidian. Okay, let me say it one more time. <laughs> okay. In gravitational fields, there are no such things as rigid bodies with Euclidean properties. That's really, really, really damn good to know. I feel like that's probably very sarcastic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> I think it's the extra reallys that do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really good really. to know. <laughs> okay, then we have a threefer, morning, mm. afternoon, and evening. <laughs> this is a real yuck, yuck joke. Okay, okay. <laughs> Did you know that Pinocchio loved birds? (laughs) He did? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He (laughs) He even had a woodpecker. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's a grown. That's a groaner. I'd be angry if I was listening to that.
1: (laughs) I groan, but i it's because I like love, hate them. I'm like, oh, yeah, so yeah. dumb, but they're so
0: cute. Oh, 100%, 100%. They're so cute. But usually I do laugh at them, but that mm-hmm. one was like, oh, Woodpecker, come okay. on. Okay. All right, dad. Okay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> this one has morning and evening. The whole afternoon passes. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, did you know of any sections in this four-dimensional space-time continuum which represent now objectively? No, at least not at the present time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay.
0: I, oh, okay. I get it. Present time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got away p-
0: sooner than I did. Well, okay. I read it
1: yesterday too. And I was like, oh, Josh makes a lot, like not these exact jokes, obviously, but like he likes these kind of jokes. So I'm just always like, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: This is definitely like comic strips from a certain time type of joke. Yes, definitely. (laughs) definitely. Okay. The next one has morning, afternoon, and evening. Pete has a quote unquote running gag. Is he a comedian? No, he's a runner. But it has almost choked him to death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oi, oi, (laughs) oi! Silly.
0: Okay, Uh, I forgot to keep saying when we're reaching a black page, but I don't think matters. okay. Mm-mm. first cube <laughs> square <laughs> malathion and its oxygen analog mal- hold on let me start over first of all there's only one square it's morning sorry mm-hmm. i don't think i said that Maloxon. okay malathion and its oxygen analog meloxin are carcinogenic in osborne mendel and fisher 544 rats
1: Mm. <laughs> that's a chemistry joke, and I was not good at chemistry. <laughs>
0: I couldn't tell if it was like a testing on animals joke. I um, guess that would be, it angering. Could be angering.
1: It could be. I'm just, I don't know what Miloxin and the first <laughs> one are. So glad I managed to say them. <laughs> <laughs> I was not good at chemistry.
0: Oh, chemistry. Okay, this one is only at night, our first nighttime one, and there's only Ooh. one It's at night. <gasps> Kind of sad. Sometimes I look out over the yard at night and I get a peaceful feeling.
1: Really? <laughs> I think
0: it's sad because the dog is out there being angry at all hours of right. all days.
1: <laughs> maybe it can't be seen at night, and that's why it's peaceful.
0: Oh, maybe <laughs> you get this, you get it.
1: Okay. I could be totally wrong. then here's one be al- like, oh, you idiot.
0: <laughs> here's what, along the same lines. It's also in the evening. It doesn't get any better than this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would also be the angriest dog in the world (laughs) after listening to that.
0: And that was the last strip in the book. I mean, uh, we'll get to. There's one more, but it has a little biography. (laughs) David Lynch, born Missoula, Montana, Eagle Scout. (laughs) Then it says who his representation is. And it says that the angriest dog in the world was published in the alternative weekly newspaper, Los Angeles Reader, from 1983 to 1992. The strip also appeared in alternative weekly tabloids such as Baltimore City Paper, Denver Westwood, and New York Press until it ended in 1992. From from 1991 to 1993, the strip appeared in the comic anthology Cheval Noir, published by Dark Horse Comics. Additional strips appeared on davidlynch.com in 2000. The angriest dog in the world has been reproduced for this volume at the sm- at the same scale it appeared in the Los Angeles Reader. And then it just says that it was printed in the 500 limited run. Yeah. And then the back cover is the close up of the window, the inside back cover, and the final back cover is like an actual copy of this strip within context of the paper. Because there's mm. the classifieds on there also. But it is one that wasn't in the book. And it's mm-hmm. a morning and night. And it says, say what? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I
0: reject. <laughs> so I guess there's probably a ton more that we didn't get to see.
1: Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Why not they just that- do a
0: giant one? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know. Maybe um, I don't know what the purpose was behind reprinting these. I was doing a little bit of research, and this is only a collection of 17 of the total. So if it ran every week, I mean, nine years, there's plenty more we don't release. (sighs) So who knows? Mm
0: Let's do our favorite strip. Let's start with that.
1: I would say my favorite was the Pinocchio one, just because <laughs> it felt like, um, I felt like the ones before it were a little heady. And then like some of them were a little bit like punny, but then this one felt like almost like a little bit more on the immature and not like in a derogatory way, but like in the, on the oh, immature yeah. side and just like sillier. And it could have st- <laughs> stood Lynch out to me. David Lynch
0: loves his funny Corny immature jokes. <laughs> yes.
1: And it just stood out to me. I, I that's the one I think I laughed the most too. So that <laughs> one was definitely my favorite.
0: Yeah. Well, honestly, that was one of the few that I was like, oh, that's a joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would say my favorite is maybe one of the last two. Like sometimes I look out over the yard at the night and I get a peaceful feeling because mm-hmm. just the whole strip being about this angriest dog in the world. And that's the only time I feel like it's like directly anti-referencing it, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm looking out at this dog and I'm not even thinking about it at all. Right.
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> the dog is angry because you're not recognizing it's anger.
0: <laughs> all we really know is that there's a bill and I imagine the mm-hmm. other voice is a wife, but it could be anyone really.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't there a uh, someone named Pete? No, the comment.
0: No, I just assumed that Pete's voice. Maybe that one was my Pete. favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was very Pete.
0: Was there a Pete? I don't know. I've already forgotten within seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, those are my favorite.
0: Well, should we sort the dog?
1: Sure. Okay. Like, uh, I feel like this dog is definitely fiery, very angry. It's always angry. Yeah. So it's considering be it's like farce. always
0: pulling against its its chain i feel like it has mm-hmm. to be an aries because it's like constant motion
1: yeah and trying and to it's always
0: going trying to go the exact same direction
1: right right right. i like that aries because it makes you think of like it's like moving forward like a ram like headstrong yeah. and like trying to break free i like that
0: yeah leo <laughs> would just be sitting and sagittarius would <laughs> yes. be running all over the yard
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i like the aries let's do that
0: yeah what what else? Uh
1: um uh D D. D. Um, I would say that the dog is probably neutral. Neutral. But I'm like thinking evil
0: or good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it's that angry, it kind of has to be evil. You know, like it's just well, not evil.
1: Maybe it just doesn't really like those kind of jokes and it's just mad.
0: <sighs> it's so true. It's tied
1: up. So I would so maybe say,
0: it's a neutral-neutral.
1: Yeah, I would say this dog is probably a true neutral-neutral, just because it seems to you be... you think
0: something that is described as angry would be more than just neutral-neutral, right.
1: but... <laughs> it's... He never
0: says anything, but
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anger can be very complex.
0: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be evil.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what Jane Austen book <laughs> would this dog love?
0: <laughs> it would like Mansfield Park because... There are pugs in that one that Mm. sit on Mrs. Bertrand's lap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I could see it. um, Maybe, but it would be
0: angry at that book too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) and it would probably be a little bit angry, jealous of those pugs because it's tied up outside.
0: Maybe it would be the pug. It likes it because it is aspirational. Like, I want to yes. be that pug sitting I want lap. to
1: be the pug inside on a lap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mansfield Park.
0: Didn't we have another one? Oh, tarot card.
1: Oh, right. Tarot card.
0: Maybe like one of fire. One of fire. Just like... I like that. You know, just a little... Ball of fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I kinda like how it's I guess I can
0: look it up. <laughs> it's
1: the angriest dog in the world. And it kind of like gives the insinuation that anger starts and finishes with this dog. So it's always in this fiery state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna look up keywords real quick. Hmm. Inspiration, creative spark, new initiative, new passion, enthusiasm, energy. Let me look up five of fire. Okay. Because <laughs> I know the fives <laughs> are bad. conflict competition arguments aggression tension rivals clashes Mm, of ego i like that yeah i think more of a five of fire
1: yeah i feel like you could explain each of those keywords and it would apply to the dog in some way Mm -hmm. i like that
0: i wonder if they're yeah let's not think too hard about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) we also don't know too much about this dog so it's not like a very accurate reading
0: that's true we're just we're We're just assuming fire for the dog the the presence
1: (laughs) of anger
0: (laughs) exactly exactly right okay final thoughts on the angriest dog in the world
1: i think it's like really cute comic strip and i think i wish it was more widely available Mm -hmm. to people i mean i guess it could be i don't know if like you could look it up on google images for certain strips or on certain websites but if you can i would encourage people to read it because it's just really silly and really fun and kind of like a uh what's a uh stakes free thing to get into
0: yeah i didn't even bother looking up like does somebody have a collection of different right. copies of the strip because i was just basically reviewing the book that is the right dog in the world But yeah, I think it's very cute. I'm sad that Mm -hmm. there's not more than 500 printings of it because obviously there's more demand out there. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a big version like the collected Angriest Dog in the World. Yeah. Can (laughs) we get
1: like a a big old textbook?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely I think I've had comic strip books before, like Mm -hmm. collections of comic strips that are, you know. Big hefty. Oh bugs. yeah,
1: I've had uh, I have two of them that are Calvin and Hobbes collections.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: was really into them when I was younger.
0: So that would be cool. Now let's see. I had an idea for the second half of this episode. Okay. Okay. This is coming up. Out- the week after Thanksgiving.
2: Okay.
0: But since we did Halloween the day after Halloween, we might as well <laughs> do Thanksgiving yeah. the day after Thanksgiving. And let's just talk about what our favorite Thanksgiving foods are, what we're hoping to eat this Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's just talk our favorite thing, which is food. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Would you like to go first since uh, you are hosting Thanksgiving for the first time?
0: Ah, yes, sure. Yeah, this is going to be my first year hosting Thanksgiving. I'm very excited and also nervous and I have a lot of ideas for food and I'm worried that it's just going to be like four people there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving is, you know, renowned for its leftovers being delicious. So
0: I'll have plenty of them. I better (laughs) invest in some Tupperware to give to people. (laughs) Yes,
1: and some Hawaiian rolls to put that. The turkey into.
0: <laughs> oh. Turkey sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I've already bought the turkey. It's in the freezer.
1: hmm That's exciting.
0: So first, stuffing.
1: Ah, uh, stuffing.
0: It took me like 30 years of my life or more to uh, realize that I like stuffing.
1: <laughs> uh, it's so good.
0: I think I've had a lot of bad Thanksgivings in my life. Mm. I mean, I've had some good ones, but... Mm-hmm. My family doesn't even live here anymore. You know, just my dad, uh, my mm-hmm. grandmothers both passed away and they were pretty much responsible for the best of the Thanksgiving food.
1: Mm, as most grandmas are.
0: Yeah. And, you know, ever since I've had a working kitchen in the past, <laughs>
1: <almost> <laughs> right. year, I've
0: got a lot of compliments on my cooking, which, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't really done a lot of for other people. So I think it's gone to my head a little bit. So I've. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, okay. Rutabaga. Do you ever have Rutabaga? Ooh,
1: I think the only time I've ever had Rutabaga was years ago when we, it wasn't for Thanksgiving, but it was like around Thanksgiving time. You went to your house and I think your sister was in town and you made oh. it. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like a lot like potatoes.
0: Yes. It's mashed. You m- mash it with potatoes, at least the way mm-hmm. we do it. Mm-hmm. And. I'm using it as our mashed potatoes, like Mm -hmm. just a way to sop up gravy, but I just love rutabaga so much. It's kind of like broccoli-ish flavored mashed potatoes is how I always describe it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like, I think it's always fun to kind of incorporate a unconventional vegetable, especially when it's tied to like a holiday, like you're always going to think of mashed potatoes, but like rutabaga is like one that you're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then it's really good. (laughs)
0: And because I'm doing that, I'm gonna do a twice baked potato recipe that I've done before.
1: (gasps) That sounds amazing. Which
0: uses regular potatoes and like a sweet potato. So it kind of turns it into this like golden color and it's so delicious.
1: That'll be cool.
0: (laughs) And you can make that ahead of time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then macaroni and cheese, because it's just like one of my favorite foods. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: a classic.
0: And then we got the, okay, from there on out, well, and dinner rolls, of course, it's just like of course. a given, of but course. okay, here's the stuff that may change, but Ooh. I'm becoming I'm more and more definitive in this list. So green beans, mm-hmm. I decided to go with the out of the can, mushy bacon flavored green beans instead of the fresh cooked in a skillet green beans, just mm-hmm. because that's how we've always had them. And I just love them that way.
1: Yeah. And the fresh cooked ones do, they are so much more labor because you got to, you know, clean them and cut them. It's just too much work. Uh,
0: Yeah. I've never really made them that way. So I'm afraid I would mess it up. (laughs) I have been thinking about a recipe that I've, one of the girls I watch on YouTube makes Mm -hmm. uh, for her thing. It's a jalapeno cranberry salsa.
2: And you put it on like whipped
0: cream cheese and you kind of like, I think, Mm -hmm. serve it on crackers or whatever. I thought it'd be good. Oh, appetizer. it's almost,
1: yeah, it's almost like a pepper jelly in a way. Yeah. I like that a lot.
0: I'm getting into spicy this year. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a perfect way to incorporate it.
0: And then I said, well, we need more vegetables because it's kind of the best part if you can get some really delicious vegetables on Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So a roasted Brussels sprouts with salted oh, honey. I love it. Sounded sprouts. really delicious. That's I love Brussels sprouts option. too. And then I have a cranberry citrus salad. A mm. little salad is good. Oh, yeah. I want to incorporate cranberries and then butternut squash orzo with feta and Ooh. sage. That's the only one that's like, I just sounded good. So I just yeah. thought, <laughs> <laughs> let's make it. Let's it's try kind it. Of
1: like, yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> out of like almost like out of left field because of the orzo, but the butternut squash brings it super Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. And sage
1: mm-hmm. and the sage. Ooh. Love a good sage.
0: I'm always looking for a good like orzo salad. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Orzo, I feel like is so underrated. I remember I made, the first time I ever made orzo was with a pot, like a a soup. It was an orzo soup. And I was like, where (laughs) where has this orzo been my entire life?
0: Yeah. Hopefully you're not picking up the garbage truck coming down the road right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of noise in this episode. (laughs) And then for appetizer, jalapeno pepper poppers, because... Mm -hmm. I started making those and they've been a big hit. They are. And then maybe a pumpkin bread with like a cinnamon cream cheese Ooh, spread. that
1: sounds really good.
0: And then I'm leaving it up to my dad to make desserts because he famously makes cheesecake and he loves Ooh. to make apple pie. And some of these recipes may get farmed out to other people. Are coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, delegating is one of the most important tasks a host can do.
0: Exactly. And I said turkey, right? obviously yes, turkey, turkey gravy You're doing okay. you
1: like a, a classic roasted turkey
0: yeah i'm just gonna do it in the oven because yes i've never made a turkey before and i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic roast is perfect i love a good yeah. turkey
0: i did buy myself a fancy roasting pan which probably mm. unnecessary but i figured since it's my first time
1: <laughs> yeah well i i you know there's always this conversation about like Which tools and things you need for a kitchen or which are kind of like ridiculous to buy. And I say if you have a use for it and it makes something easier for you, I think it's a good tool.
0: Yeah. And I think it could be useful for other things besides just making a turkey.
1: Oh, yeah. You can roast so many things.
0: I'm so excited and I hope everyone comes.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and you are having.
0: Well, what first before we say what you're doing Uh for Thanksgiving, tell me your favorite Thanksgiving foods. Okay,
1: well. Overall, my favorite Thanksgiving foods, I do love a ham. We always have a ham mm. and a turkey, but ham has always stuck out to me as like my favorite thing. I will have so much ham.
0: I love ham too. We always had it for Christmas though. We had it for
1: both. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but we would always get a ham and I mean, we'd have so many leftovers because we just always did. And we'd make ham sandwiches and do like mm. ham fur. Breakfast with eggs and whatever, but my mom would always take. She would, you know, take all like not shred it, but like kind of just take it apart and then reserve all the ham bones and make a like a white bean ham stew that -hmm. was really good. I haven't had it in years, but did you have that on
0: Thanksgiving or is that a leftover food? That was kind of like a day
1: after Thanksgiving thing. Sounds delicious. It was. It 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 used Thanksgiving leftovers. It was really good. (laughs) Mac and cheese was always a standout, of course. Mm -hmm stuffing and then my great grandma has this recipe that I've sort of inherited in this little church booklet I don't know if, if you know what these but like back in the day like all these like old ladies would have come together in their church and like all contribute recipes to a like a cookbook
0: I have several church. random tiny cookbooks that are mm-hmm like that yes
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm not sure what decade this one's from it's very old very old but um there are very some very interesting like jello-y things in there <laughs> <laughs> but um, yep. my great-grandma contributed a re- uh, a mushroom rice recipe and basically it's it turns, you, you know, combine a bunch of different things, a lot of butter, and it eventually <laughs> turns into this like French oniony, mushroomy, mm. delicious like brown rice thing. Mm. And it's delicious. And it's something that I didn't necessarily love as a kid because of mushrooms. But now that mushrooms are my favorite, it's one of my favorite things to eat. Uh, Mm. If I bring it to something, I'm usually eating a quarter of it. (laughs) So it's really good.
0: I didn't incorporate mushrooms into any of mine because I'm not like a, I don't usually eat mushrooms, but Mm -hmm. I am, I'm on a kick right now where I'm like, I am eating things that I don't traditionally like. So I'm going to learn to like these things. So
1: yeah. You could always I don't really um, want to
0: add anything else to the menu, but
1: <laughs> right. Mushrooms. I mean, the good thing about mushrooms is that they do pick up the flavor. So if you add mushrooms, oh. like stuffing, or if you just mm. roast them underneath the turkey, like that's always a great option.
0: Okay. Well, maybe I'll try to incorporate mm-hmm. some mushrooms.
1: And then I think the last thing that really comes to mind is my uh, grandma's cream corn that I used to, that used to be my favorite, like number one, when I was a kid, I used to eat a lot of it that really stuck out to me It's my mm. favorite. But when we moved from Miami to Jacksonville, well, technically Orange Park, which is right outside Jacksonville, we had a smaller kind of get-together. And then as the years went on, it got even smaller. And my mom would work nights as a nurse, and she'd either work Thanksgiving night or the night before Thanksgiving. So really, you know, with her being the main person who cooks everything, we couldn't really do Thanksgiving. So our tradition for a while became that we would go to Bucca de Beppo
0: <laughs> on Thanksgiving because <laughs>
1: they were open, which was like a really great tradition that I, I really love looking back on because it was always <laughs> delicious and it was always like special.
0: Yeah. I've rarely gone there, but that would be fun. Definitely. <laughs> it was it was always
1: good we went and the food was always really good. And it was just nice to go somewhere and be, I guess, like almost like taken care of. And then, you know, the people who are working are not going to get a lot of customers. So, to give them right. like a nice tip was really nice, especially on awesome. they're not going to make money. But, <laughs> but, yeah, for <laughs> this I mean, year. You, I was okay. going to say,
0: what are you doing this year? <laughs> this year's
1: a little special. Um, typically, for the past few years, we would go to my partner's family's farm in Central Florida
2: uh-huh.
1: and do Thanksgiving there. But this year, we will be traveling abroad in Europe and on thanksgiving day we'll be getting into paris and so this year we'll be doing thanksgiving in paris with his boss who also happens you're to be getting
0: there. there on thanksgiving
1: yes i thought you were getting morning. there before that we'll be getting into paris on thanksgiving morning but we'll be at that by that point we'll have been in london for four days
0: oh you're going to london first
1: yes And so by the time it's Thanksgiving morning, we'll be getting into Paris. And then uh, my partner's boss is also going to be in Paris at the same time. And they've offered to host us for a Parisian Thanksgiving. So it'll be really Uh, fun.
0: Is it going to be like at their place?
1: Yes. As far as I know, we are doing like they're going to go to like the market in the morning and get all the stuff that they want to do. And we'll just show up and... Probably bring some wine and some baguettes, and just that's gonna be out. so awesome. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what. We I'm get.
0: sure you guys will be eating uh, so many amazing meals that maybe Thanksgiving will pale in comparison. For- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably um, it could be. Uh, we so far have a restaurant, a couple reservations at restaurants. You have one Indian restaurant reservation. And then a Michelin star restaurant reservation that I'm really excited for. <laughs> and then there's one other restaurant that we're going to reserve for in Paris, but we're not, it's not booking out that far yet for our trip. So, oh, okay. We're going to keep an eye on it. But <laughs> yeah, at least to say we'll be eating lots of delicious food and lots of uh, baguettes and croissants and deliciousness
0: and yummy cheese. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll be loaded up on cheese.
0: I know I'll have to um, get some sticky cheese and a baguette and be like, I'm pretending I'm in Paris,
1: Paris.
0: (laughs) but I will be watching your puppies. So I'll be spending Thanksgiving with your children.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we'll bring back a special sticky cheese as a little thank you.
0: I I don't know if you can, but if you can, I would love it.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I thought you couldn't for a while, too, because I wanted to bring back a bottle of wine or champagne for my mom. But and I was like, I don't know. Can you like bring that back? And apparently you it looks like you can bring back whatever you want as long as it's under a certain dollar amount.
0: Oh, awesome. So
1: we'll see. But <laughs> hopefully no one oh, takes you it.
0: Bring me some cheese. Bring me some cheese. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I'm excited, though.
0: Well, by the time this episode comes out, you will have already had your Thanksgiving. And so will Mm I, (laughs) you might even be back by then.
1: Probably (laughs) we'll have to do a, some sort of little check-in around then and just talk about our experiences.
0: Yeah. We're, we have, we're trying to get a lot of stuff recorded, pre-recorded because of the trip. So We probably will really only have like our Christmas special left to record when you get Mm -hmm. back, but we'll fill you all in on how our Thanksgiving went. And definitely, I'm very excited for whatever we're doing next year. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, still some planning going in, but we've definitely talked about some really fun stuff.
0: Yeah. And I again want to thank Blake for.
1: Yes, thank you know, you.
0: writing in and, you know, he gave us a review and he's written in a couple times and I really appreciate his, I can't remember the words.
1: Canter? <laughs> is that the right word?
0: <laughs> For his just... Uh, his
1: contributions.
0: His contributions, Maybe. his willingness to reach out and I just... And participate
1: out. in the podcast.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we love it. listener interactions, so... Just yeah. like our month of gratitude. If you have things that you want to recommend that we
0: yeah. do for the podcast, let us know. Because we don't really have, we've only got like a couple things planned and that's basically January. So right. <laughs> we'd <laughs> love to know what you would love us to do. Definitely. And I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrate Thanksgiving and if not, I hope you ate some really good food in November and got to see your family. <laughs> because Definitely that's the best part of thanksgiving
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one actually cares about the tradition of it because well obviously, no one reasons.
0: cares about pilgrims
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes and you know genocide but <laughs> besides the boy at least hopefully you got to spend quality time with your community and eat delicious yes. food
0: yeah delicious seasonal food <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> thank you guys Yes. I love our listeners.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. To close out our month of gratitude, we are very grateful for you guys. So thank you yes. so much.
0: And I'm grateful for you too, Christian. <laughs> I
1: am grateful for you too, Maya, and our friendship. Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> the world is beautiful. <laughs>
1: for now. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. This is We're before. recording this early. <laughs> We're recording this the day before midterm so we'll see and there's a hurricane
0: coming so we'll Uh,
1: see (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what happens but until then
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see you next week for pride and prejudice 1940
1: yes very fun
0: starting our (laughs) holiday fair
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's got a vibe
0: yes it definitely has a christmassy kind of I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, but it feels like something you should watch at Christmas. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com.
0: And if you'd like to support the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you prefer. We also have a donate button on our website, mannersandmadness.com.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week.
0: Good night.
1: Bye.
0: Cooper's looking at me like he can hear. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: like, I hear squeaking.